YouTube. Twitch, YouTube, Odyssey app, we're on all the things. You missed the first hour. Get it on the podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, including our instant reaction, making sure that it was a real tweet or X or post or whatever it's called now, and not fake. Now we know that it's true. Trey Lance has been traded to the Dallas Cowboys for a fourth-round pick. Man. I, I actually, you know, the more I think about it, I'm the more I really like this for Dallas, and the more you think about how John Lynch just got absolutely fleeced because the former number two overall pick of the NFL draft just two years ago that you traded three first-round picks for just went for the fourth-round pick. Just the fourth-round pick for Dallas, who's projected this season to win double-digit games, decent odds to win the Super Bowl, and now they have a backup quarterback that maybe they trust a little bit more or that you could at least get better scout team looks for. So I don't hate it for them. It was really a no-lose situation. But for San Francisco, you know, even though you're still predicted to be one of the better teams in the NFC, there's got to be a sour taste in your mouth. I mean, this guy was supposed to be the future. You draft a quarterback number three overall, he's supposed to be your future. It's just that simple, and it didn't work out. Now, first-round quarterbacks are busts all the time. It happens every year, in fact. We've seen it time and time again. I can't tell you how many in Washington that I've seen for my team have been busts year after year after year. But if you're the, if you're the Cowboys now, this is a buy-low situation. But because they gave up, a fourth-round pick still has value. Now, it doesn't have the value for the 49ers, considering that he's former number three overall pick. But if you're the Cowboys, giving up that fourth-round pick for him says that you see something in him. And it's more than just, I mean, short-term, yeah, you're going to get some intel. Yeah. But long-term, it's just, that, I'm telling you, this is going to be the conversation. Dak Prescott, think about this. The 49ers gave up a 2021 first-round pick, 2022 first-round pick, 2022 third-round pick, and a first-round pick in 2023. They've now traded Trey Lance, and in return turned all of that mm -hmm. into a fourth-rounder. And it's, that's it. And I was looking at it like this, too. I mean, because tonight Trey Lance was supposed to get some decent action. Uh, they're still seven-and-a-half-point favorites. I want to see if there was any line movement in this preseason game. Again, they host the Chargers. Easton Sticks uh, tonight going for the Chargers. The total's 38. So you'll get probably Brock Purdy, because you are going to see the starters a little bit, yep. Sam Darnold, and then they still do have Brandon Allen on the roster. Now maybe they have to keep Brandon Allen on the roster. The reason I really liked the Sam Darnold move so much wasn't because I thought Sam Darnold was going to take Pro uh, Brock Purdy's job, although now I'm thinking maybe he does. The reason I liked that move was I don't know how San Francisco could go into a season with only two quarterbacks on their roster the yeah. way that their season ended last year yes. without having an active quarterback after Josh Johnson. They've also down. added the emergency quarterback slot for game days because of what happened in that game. Yeah. So there's even that. So Brandon Allen probably makes the team. So this becomes a tune-up as opposed to proving that you can, which in some ways, yeah, that says like they knew they'd get more value for trading away Trey Lance, and then you just keep Brandon, Brandon Allen in the same spot that Trey Lance would have been in. They're probably thinking this is the most we'll ever get for Trey Lance because if he stays on this roster all season long he's not our backup Sam Darnold is maybe they even trust Brandon Allen more than they trust Trey Lance his stock is never going to be higher than a fourth round pick so we might as well move him right now and notice something mean? too from Jane Slater who covers the NFL for NFL Network uh Cowboys had a second round grade on him yeah so they see him as somebody to develop there yeah. you go and that yeah, makes like, sense you know what I mean like if yeah. this, so that's how people look at this they're like yes. okay we evaluated him pretty high we still think if we get him in our building we could fix him you know that's and what Coldplay tried to do, and that's that's what this is what every this is what every team does. Yeah, they it's the mindset is we can make him better. Yeah, look, this is not affecting the cow anything. Cowboys win total week one. It's not it's not changing any of that stuff. What it does change though is the long term potential plan B for this organization. Maybe that's it. It's just a maybe at this point. All right, we went over best case scenarios 
over the last couple of days for every team in the NFL. Let's get negative. Let's get a little negative. You know, it's kind of Friday. We got you the, know. We're talking about how bad Trey Lance is. Buddies now. are all texting you. They're like, "Hey, we're having beers. You yeah, want to come?" And you're like, "No, that, man, no." You know, we things. Got Phillies, Red Sox. Uh, sorry, Trek Cardinals going on. Yeah, four. You have four two Card- I, I Cardinals. No, nobody down. cares about that. Are Look, you sure? Yeah. Because we could talk about Mookie well, Betts' return to I, I Boston. Did, I did tell everybody that the over was going to hit in this yeah. game, and it's going to. It is already at six. Yeah, no, so I, yeah. I wasn't able to bet it. Let's start in the AFC East. Now, the positive, the, or the best-case scenario for the Dolphins, for me, was that Tua plays all 17 games. That offense becomes the best in the NFL, and he wins MVP at 22-1. to The worst-case scenario is simple. It's that Tua continues to have concussion issues, and that he can't play a full season, and then that becomes something that's an even bigger conversation after the season. It has to, like, to me, it has to be all around that because we've seen what the potential is. We've seen what the ceiling can be for this team, but we also know what the floor is if Tua can't get out on the field. Yeah, that and then the defensive side of the ball, like if they don't fix up that secondary and then you went in for Jalen Ramsey, if he does come back, he's not the same player or he just doesn't come back this season fully healthy. I think that even if you have a great offense, you're probably not winning double-digit games, 11-12 games in a loaded conference and a loaded AFC with a with a bad defense. You know what I mean? Because like, look mm-hmm. at all the teams offensively that we like. The Jets, at least me. The Chargers. They all have, on paper, pretty damn good defenses. So if they don't live up to the hype defensively, Miami might be a bust again this season. But Tua is the big, obviously, concern, him having to stay on the field. It's 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 one of those situations where it's frustrating, like right? Because here's the thing, like put even betting aside, I just want to see every team be at full strength, just to just to get what every like what their ceiling is and what their potential is, and we got those flashes with the Dolphins, and we got those flashes with Tua. Yeah, the more good quor- one. the more good quarterback play that we have in the NFL, the better off everybody is. And you know what? It's easier to bet on those games too because if you get consistency from the quarterback position, you get a lot more consistency at least from offenses in the NFL, and you got a better shot at being comfortable at whatever it is you decide to bet on. Sides, totals, props, it, it doesn't matter. Like Tom Brady last year, you knew he was going over his, his passing attempts prop every single week. Every single week. Yeah. It was a guarantee. So having more of those guys in versus backups, and you don't know how they're going to be used, like Jacoby Brissett, it's just that much more difficult to try and figure out where a game's going to go. And then a lot of times it's either you stay away or you're trying to find some other angle in the game. Yeah, also just like a really scary situation with two, obviously, the concussions. Like last year, the Christmas Day game, he played the entire second half concussed and didn't even know it. You know, and he just it looked bad in that game. He was all over the place. And the one thing that Tua has always had, he doesn't have the strongest arm, but he's very, very accurate. So when he's missing guys, that's an issue. Well, so. Tyreek said he's more accurate than Patrick Mahomes. He might be more accurate than Mahomes, but he doesn't have a stronger or better arm than Definitely Mahomes. Definitely not, no. But, but, man, like, that offense. And I think Jalen Waddle's going to be even better this season as well. Even if Tyreek, like, does take a step back because he's another year older, uh, Jalen Waddle might be the next big thing anyway. All right, the Bills are up next. Dalton Kincaid winning Offensive Rookie of the Year was the ceiling for me. Regular season, because that could just be another. If he does that at 40-1-1, to if you bet that, congratulations. But, two, that also adds a whole other dynamic to that offense where it's, yeah. you know, kind of a situation where you look at Stephon Diggs and everything else. Well, speaking of Stephon Diggs, the worst case scenario for this team is this Stephon Diggs drama that's still like, there's whispers even though, oh, here goes Bryce Young, just don't get hurt, buddy. I'm watching him just get, yeah. You got three lines defenders coming at him. All right, that game's early on. Stephon Diggs drama lasting into the regular season and that becoming a distraction for the team. It is a possibility. 
Yeah, and I feel like the worst case scenario for the Bills is just another heartbreaking playoff loss, right? Because how many more years in a row can you do this? Where last year they were the Super Bowl favorites, this year they're getting a lot of love as well. Josh Allen's on the cover of Madden, um, and yeah, you got some weird stuff going on where Stephon Diggs doesn't seem very happy. They're really struggling to find that number two wide receiver. Granted, though, Gabe Davis didn't have a monster year last year. He also had a high ankle sprain. I do absolutely love. Um, the Dalton Kincaid pick because now, I mean, you could use two tight end sets, but also you could move him around on the field. You could play him in the slot a little bit. You still have Dawson Knox, who's a red zone threat. I don't really worry about the offense as long as Josh Allen does stay healthy. He does use his legs a lot, um, so you don't want him taking hits, but he is a big guy. But the defense, man, they were just so beat up last year. You just worry there's no regression with these guys. Another year older, coming off some serious injuries. Trey White, Micah Hyde, Von Miller. Those are obviously the three biggest names you have. Jordan Poyer. And they all dealt with injuries last season. So they got to stay healthy because mm-hmm. this might be that last run with this core. Like I said about Cincinnati. You know, not saying Josh Allen won't get back to the playoffs or maybe win a Super Bowl, but I don't know about with this team. Yeah, even if even if teams are willing to spend money, there's only so much money that you can spend, right? For the Bengals, it's more about how much are they willing to spend and how much are they going to be able to spend. For the Bills, some of it's also just age that could change things with this core, right? Yeah. And that, that's, that's a big deal. I always joke like, oh, there's no, there's no such thing as the salary cap in the National Football League. There is. You just have to pay your taxes. You have to pay later on, right? Like the mm-hmm. Rams, that's why they're delaying the inevitable and they don't want to go into a full rebuild because they still have a lot of those big contracts on the team, Aaron Donald, uh, Cooper Cup. Matthew Stafford. So you kind of have to run it back, right? You're not going to get all that money off the books. But with Buffalo, look they the, keep look adding, at the Saints. Think about the Saints adding. kicking the can down yeah, that road. Yeah, exactly. Damn. You know, and so it's like, well, you might as well go all in. And for the Saints, it makes complete sense in the NFC. And for Buffalo, it makes complete sense because that's still a young, right. good team with an elite quarterback, MVP candidate, and Josh Allen. But I don't know. If anybody's going to be a bust in that division, I think it's going to be them. Ooh. You know? Oh, beautiful slant route. and He throws such a pretty bright, ball. Oh, man. Bryce Young really does throw a very pretty ball. I love Bryce. 11 minutes to go, still scoreless here. So I'm on the uh, the Panthers minus half a point. So we'll see how that goes. All right, New England Patriots, next one up. It, it, this this revolves all around the quarterback for me. Worst case scenario for the New England Patriots is, is not only you're not getting Alabama Mac now. It's not that you're not getting rookie Mac Jones. It's that you're getting a continued to regress Mac Jones. The defense is going to be strong for the Patriots. It's been that way. That's still their calling card. We know they cycle through running backs. Bill Belichick figures that out, but he's always won with a quarterback. Since Tom Brady left, hasn't been able to find that guy. But you draft Mac Jones in the first round, you're drafting somebody that you hope is going to be at least a short-term franchise quarterback. A few years. A good quality starter, bare minimum. And if you don't see that, as you add Bill O'Brien as the offensive coordinator, then you're going to have to make some tough decisions as soon as this offseason. And we know that Bill Belichick's not afraid to make those decisions. Or he just decides, you know what, I'm done. Yeah. I'm going to retire. And so I'm just, I, just, I just don't want to coach football anymore. On to the next thing. See, I was going to say, I, and I love that, Bill. I was going to say, like, <laughs> worst case scenario might be, let's say they win, like, seven, eight games, and they fire Bill, which I don't Never going to happen. I don't think so either, Never man. Never going to happen. And then you got, like, <laughs> 20 years of just mediocrity. Come. No, I, I No, agree. you know what they deserve. It. Patriots fans, you've had See, so much winning. You need to suffer <laughs> like the rest of us, damn it. I have to. Like, There's a couple like worst-case scenarios. You know what would suck for the Patriots? Remember the year that they won double-digit games when Tom Brady got hurt? He tore his ACL with mm-hmm. uh, Matt Castle, and they still lost. Like, They still didn't make the playoffs, I should say. What if that happens again this year? Because that division is just so loaded. Everybody wins like 12 games, and yep. then they're sitting there with 10, and they have to sit at home. But I completely <laughs> agree. You know, because Bill O'Brien is the play caller. He's an obvious upgrade over Matt Patricia. Patricia. This wall is an upgrade over Matt Patricia as a play caller. But if Bill O'Brien can't uh, find that magic with Mac Jones, then like you said, man, then Mac's not your guy. 
Then that might be the worst quarterback class ever, other than Trevor Lawrence, by the way, too. Unless Justin Fields could find it this year. But um Yeah, that's true. That would like, be that's that's there was a lot of hype around that group. Yeah, like I like Bailey Zappi. He's not an NFL starting quarterback. And the Patriots, I don't think they'll be bad enough to get one of those top guys, right? So uh, Bill Belichick will never really tank. No. That's the thing. And that and that's why I was gonna say, ah, you know, this could happen, that could happen. Like they're not gonna drop off completely defensively. Even if it's a bad year, they're gonna be top fifteen, because that's just what Belichick does. And that's why I don't think you could fire Belichick. Um no, he might ne- not be the best motivator these days. <laughs> He's too busy at Swift concerts. He is a Swifty, though. I, that was that was the best clip. I'm actually a big big fan of Taylor Swift. I love all of her music. It's got it's very high energy. That was the best viral clip of the off season. <laughs> Him calling Taylor uh, Taylor Swift. It's that's English. Uh, tough for sitting in the rain and performing. She is though. She is very tough. I gotta say, she gets out there and performs. So it's very zero. You go out there and tough. She's a football player. If she wants to be, I would sign her a wide receiver. If she what do you to think Bill would do if he wasn't an NFL coach? Uh, motivational speaker. No. Um, Stop. <laughs> uh, it's a great question, isn't it? I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. What would Bill Belichick, if it was nothing to do with football, nothing to do with sports? You know. It'd have to, he'd do some, He would do a job like where you don't have to talk to anybody. So you know what day. he'd be? He'd be an engineer. Yeah. He'd be an engineer, and he would not have to talk to anybody, and he would just work with things, yeah. equipment. He'd use his brain, and he'd build stuff. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah. Be nothing else. He wouldn't talk to people. He probably. I, I vote talking job, real estate agent. <laughs> Think so? <laughs> Nick, pull out your Belichick. You well, well, well I know, I, I know, interest rates have gone up lately, but I think there's a lot of value here right now. And if you look, the forget got, about the numbers. Tell me, tell me, sell me this condo oh, well, and the beautiful well, well, backsplashes. Well, so, so if, you, if, if you look closely out this window here, you have a beautiful view of the city. Uh, it's very bright. The sunrises and sunsets are both very, very beautiful. Uh, we can maybe get the asking price down just a little bit. I'll, I'll see what I can do. But if you don't like it, it's on to the next one without question. Don't worry, we're fine. There you go. There's Bill Belichick selling you a house. What would he do? I, man, it'd be awesome to interview, just to hang out with Bill Belichick for an entire day. He's Him a, and Pop. supposed to be very funny. Yeah, yeah he's very, actually very different. Oh, you saw, like, yeah. 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 You saw like, the Randy Moss video where he invites him to the party? I mean, like, I bet you, in, I bet you he's, a, he's awesome. Have you ever heard the story with. of Julian Edelman seeing him naked? I have heard that one. Yeah. That was one of my favorite teases ever on any show I've ever done in my life. Julian Edelman heard, saw Bill Belichick that, naked, right. and that's it. And then I just then we went to break. Have you not heard this story? I have not. All right, wait. It is Julian Edelman, right? I think it was. Was it Julian Edelman or was it? Um, no, it wasn't Wes Walker. Julian Edelman. I think it was Julian Edelman, or it was. Um, hold on. Now I got to check. Now you're going to confuse. We're going to figure this out. It was we definitely. To... Hey, it was. A, it was oh, a white. A, it was a white slot receiver. Yes, it was one of their white slot receivers. All right I think. then. It you know what? Damian, Julian Edelman. You're right. right. Julian You're Edelman. right. You know, You're maybe right. at the end of the show, we'll have that audio. He tells the story. I think we maybe do that later in the show. It involves a hot tub. It does involve a hot tub and Bill Belichick it? naked late at night. You know what? That's, how, gonna, we get a, that's how we get the people We're going to have that story later in the show, damn it. It's been